0: Welcome to episode 97 of the Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all round shit talkers. And this week, we are delighted to be joined by special guest Kristen shield at Kristen shield Art on Instagram. She is an animation art director, predominantly working for Brown Bag over the last few years. She's a Western fan, video game player, painter, baker, all round craftsperson um and she is bringing to the table the series columbo uh i think everybody's familiar enough with uh columbo over the years so it's great to have an excuse to watch a bunch of them and talk about how great peter falk was each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through netflix hulu spotify youtube disney plus amazon prime wherever you get your content we take a chunk of it we watch it and we talk about it So we are going to be touching on comic books and art and uh, art careers and education and The Last of Us and Johnny Cash comes up at one point, Red Dead Redemption. It's a really fun episode. So if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, Spotify, liking, subscribing, doing whatever you can to keep track of us and the endless stream and follow along. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram at the Endless Cast, where we put up art and clips to go with each episode, and that's a great place where you can send us a message, disagree with our opinions, suggest something for us to watch, it's a good place to engage with us. And finally, you can send us an email at TheEndlessCast at gmail.com. All the same things, if you want to disagree with us or suggest something for us to watch, that's the place to do it. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. So we are joined today by Kirsten Scheele, and we're going to talk among other things, we're going to talk about Columbo because we, I mean, two, three episodes back, we started talking about Columbo and how much we have to watch it. And then I just saw you tweeting like crazy that you were watching Columbo. So that uh, seemed like a natural invitation to a guest. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You are an art director for Animation Studios. Yeah? Yes. Um, tell us tell us a bit about your, 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 your chosen career here. Um,
1: yeah, I started... Um, out in animation about six and a half years ago. Um, I was living over in Manchester and I was an illustrator and thought that I would always be an illustrator. And then I met a few people over in Manchester that had just started in brown bag there in the 2D studio. And I think I met them at like a life drawing class. And they started saying, oh, you know, we're looking for background artists and you're an illustrator. There's kind of like a natural connect there. And me being mm. 22, I was just like, a regular paycheck. <laughs> I've never had one of those. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I think I'd kind of jumped at the chance after all my, going from all my palava about, oh, I'm an illustrator. Um, I truly was just wanted money in the end. And um, <laughs> so I started there as a background artist in that 2D studio Um, on Nella the Princess Knight for Nickelodeon which was a really great experience it was a really good team and i learned an awful lot. Then I moved back to Dublin um, and I joined Bag here and they had me back Mm -hmm. but it was CG so I had to learn that kind of from the ground up which was another huge learning curve so I started there as a 2D designer so designing props like I think my first prop they ever had me design was a box (laughs) so I literally just designed a box Um, and then yeah they promoted me every year which was very good for my ego (laughs) I was a design supervisor and then I got to be an art director for the last two years there um on yeah. a show that's coming out in a couple of months and now i am a freelance designer i'm going to take a tiny break for a few months and then hopefully go back into it but sure who knows if something else comes that's up that will be cool too
0: so was animation ever on the like in the thought process but growing up yeah oh yeah no definitely there? like when
1: i was yeah. 15 um I did my work experience in Brown Bag, sitting oh, in between okay. two people that I then later on got to work with. So they don't remember me, but I obviously remember them quite a bit. Um And yeah, like I I think that was the first time I'd ever seen art as a place where you can sit down in an office and you get a pension and you get maternity leave. And like, I didn't know that art was a job before that. I thought that you were selling your, ma- your patents on Marion Square and that was the only option. Yeah. Um. So that was me hooked <laughs> and I couldn't see myself doing anything else after that so my college degree then from the UK was animation and illustration when I was in the animation degree I kind of found that I hated drawing things more than once so I didn't want to be an animator <laughs> and I kind of thought that that eliminated me from all animation and um, because I didn't like to animate but then obviously it kind of worked out in a roundabout way that I went into illustration and then back into a more illustratory part of animation.
0: How did you get... Because I do remember starting to see you in conversations around Brown Bag and Art Direction and you popped up on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere and I was like, oh, here's an Irish animation professional person that I have never, ever heard of in any context. Like, how did you end up with, like... Cause you, it feels like the community in Dublin is small enough that like you either meet somebody through Ballyfermot or through IDT, IDT and you are like, "I'm going to the UK." How, how did that happen? Um, you know? I'm
1: the eldest of five, and uh, I think if I went to college in Ireland, I would have lived at home, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't stay uh, ah, three okay. more years in that house. Nothing. No shade to my family if they're listening. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I really <laughs> wanted to. Uh,
0: that very shady comment. <laughs>
1: um. I needed my independence and that was the main driving force behind me leaving. Um, the college I ended up choosing was actually the worst one in the UK. And I'm not just saying that to be dramatic. It was literally the worst one. <laughs> but I liked that all of my lecturers were... It? But was I won't say... No, I will. Um, it was the <laughs> University of Bolton, <laughs> just outside of Manchester. Right. Um, the reason I liked it was because all of the lecturers were part-time because it was... a shite course and they had no academics but like really that was the best thing about it was that when I left college they started passing me on work because that they didn't have time for and stuff like that so that was kind of my doing in the end
0: so so when you say like was it the rated like academically worst or like I mean every every college
1: yeah yeah like you know those university league tables It was literally the bottom one (laughs) that year. I think they've gotten better since.
0: Everybody has that to a degree. Like, we... Like, I will... If somebody starts shitting on IADT, I'll defend it. But at the same time, like when I was there, I was like, you couldn't get any piece of paperwork done right. There were five offices around the campus. They would send you from one office to the fucking next. Nobody was ever there. People were trying to get grants, and they were coming through months late. Um, Somebody at one point said to someone, you know, like, oh, I'm not the guy that sends the emails. Like, it was, there's a lot of, um, we've all got our grievances. There was a protest at one point, because the animation studio was supposed to be, Oh, animation students were put out in porta cabins out in the back because something I don't know. They they took too many students in. That was it. Walking, walking. Um, when money we went signs. into that course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we went when we went into that course, myself and Brian started in the same year, and we went in and we were the first year of the four year degree. They were moving from being a three year diploma to a four year degree, and they said, "Yeah, there's three spaces for animation years, uh, but like out back there, that's where they're putting the new building. So by the time you get to fourth year, you'll be in there." <laughs> yeah and they're still telling students that to this day oh they're still not finished um, they've still never they haven't even broken ground on that building so I don't know where they stick fourth years at this point we spent fourth year sharing space with the makeup and special effects uh, course they just put a partition in the middle of it I think we took their like sewing room and put some animation desks in there (laughs) we spent a lot of our time with our head down (laughs) drawing stuff Um, I think on two occasions I got asked to be like made up to something like they made me look like Seamus Heaney or something for a painting like recreate a painting thing that's um, fun but it I have to be careful what uh, I say
1: about uh, academia as well though because I start teaching in Pulse College next week <laughs> so I cool, have to be very careful cool.
0: I, I, is it a, one of the part-time courses the no I'm one, teaching
1: um, one module for second years on the BA and then two modules for cool. their springboard course and then they are letting me teach my portfolio course in the evenings for a short course, so I'll be um, busy enough with them for the next few months.
0: That's fantastic! Yeah, you know, I, I've done a bit of teaching with them as well. I did the like animation principles module. Oh, that's robot. the one I'm doing. Yeah, um, in Flash. Can yeah. I have your notes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a little while ago. I that was a bad. Uh, I was doing like I was teaching at the weekends, I was teaching in the evenings, I was doing my full time job, I was trying to make a frameworks, I think, as well. And I would just walk down to a Street and like order a Big Mac and chicken nuggets before going in every like it was just like it was just I was just comforting with food and by the time I finished that course, the film and everything else, I was twenty pounds heavier. Is <laughs> that <laughs> like, like...
2: oh, like, a warning, McDonald's. yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> Avoid McDonald's chicken nuggets get the plant based ones. But, but that's me having a
0: breakdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I mean, like, when I left Brown Bag, I did say, you know, I'm going to take a break, like, a few months. I kind of thought, like, six months, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. The day I left, mm. I started freelancing for Lighthouse, and I started, <laughs> and I took on this teaching job, yeah. so it is no break at all. Um, maybe in the summer, I can save up and take a break. We, with. I
0: think... Yeah, I mean, I think I said it to you at the time, and without danger of blowing smoke, like you're you're very good at what you do. Thank you were always going to find uh, the next job. So let's start talking about. I don't know. Have you have you guys got any other questions? Any other queries? Do you want to talk art and animation careers before I just steamroll us onto the next thing? Nah, steamroll ahead. I think we we'll, we'll 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 get it all out there and
2: chat. Sure, where we going on? Won't put you under the microscope too much. <laughs>
0: i was just watching brian like slowly bring the, the place, If there was a question
3: uh, i don't know how to ask it in a in a sad bitter way so i won't <laughs> <laughs> well, go on. sure. Uh, no w- when you were saying about uh you know not wanting to draw the same thing more than once i was like oh yeah oh. definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i remember i remember thinking animation was like all i was going to do and then week one animating a ball i was like i've Fucking hate this. What's yeah, <laughs> this is <not> fun. <laughs> that's, always, that's a good transition. I always had. Like, uh, I always had uh, whenever uh, I
1: tried to do any animation, like the first three drawings would be like really nice, and then after that, it would just descend into chaos. And I was like, yeah. I'm not put out for this. <laughs>
3: yeah, I I, 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 remember. I remember hearing on model for the first time, and I was like, what? <laughs> it's got to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Throughout? <laughs> yeah. No no not happening
2: I was going to say I did three years of animation and knew knew kind of instantly as as kind of as bad as that sounds knew fairly quickly that it wasn't for me and I did three years of it and then I did two years of illustration but I knew kind of and don't get me wrong I have like some of the people I met in that class are like my best friends to this day like I see them every week and stuff but I just kind of knew like then it's just like you know what not not my scene not not like not the kind of stuff I like to do and I kind of was like, you know not not my people yet, you know that kind of way it's just like I kind of knew that like if this is the people going into the industry, and like not in a bad way, because like I said, I have my good friends in it. it's just like if these people going in the industry like i I don't have the same passion. I could see it, you know these guys are animators studying animation, I was just uh you know kind of interested in art, studying animation i I was not I wanted to do comics, it was the closest thing, you know, but I knew instantly, not for me, yeah.
1: I still kind of see myself as an as an illustrator in an animation job, um, but I guess that that lends itself well. Like when I'm being cast in studio to different projects, especially as an art director, I'm often cast onto the more stylized illustratory projects. So when we were working on Ada Twist Scientist, because that was based off of an illustrated children's book, I was kind of tasked with being like the interim. Yeah. going to make this? Yeah. yeah. How are we going to make this animatable? um so we're still retaining the illustrated style so it does have its strengths and weaknesses i guess of
2: course of course yeah for sure (laughs) everybody in my year is interested in k-pop and i just didn't get it
1: yeah no the the, the other thing is um and i know aiden that you're into it but uh k-pop no no no, not not (laughs) 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 k-pop something that he learned um no musicals I'm just not into musicals but a lot of animation people really are and they go on these big outings and I'm like I don't don't get it
3: they
0: go on big outings
1: when I was living in Manchester they all went down to London together to go to musicals
0: I'm in the wrong well if you're Uh,
1: interested I think some of my friends are organising going to ones in Dublin you can go as me we'll get you a blonde wig (laughs) no 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 (laughs) Um,
0: no that's I don't know like I I've talked to the lads on this, or I don't know if I've mentioned it so much on this. Like my feelings with the animation industry at this point. Like since I started working with Radii in 2015, and we've done animation projects. The even though I feel like I've gone from strength to strength in what I've done in animation. Like I've started to stand out myself because I've had room to pitch for shorts and you know do more work or art myself. I've just become more and more removed from the animation industry. And at this point, I just like I don't even think I'm in it. You know what I mean? I'm. I went to that Christmas drinks thing, and I'm like, I haven't been <laughs> here in like I haven't been here in a pandemic, and I haven't worked with any of you people in the guts of ten years at this point. And it's like, I love you all, and I love this industry, but it's like I think I'm gonna go be a barista. Like <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta figure something else out. Um, I feel like a lot of get into people musical are, are having
1: those feelings lately. It's it's just it's yeah. funny you bring it up, but I feel like a lot of people are kind of like have their eye on the door a little bit i remember years ago asking a director of mine ruth ducker who was um i know ruth oh you do know ruth of course you do yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, i worked with ruth on um bodge and buddies in cavalier i
1: remember asking her how come you don't really see any women over 40 in the industry because like after that they just disappear (laughs) and she was like it's the instability it's you know no no support for families know nothing and like yeah. people just get sick of it and they just leave and I had this horrible realization over the pandemic when I was a tiny bit burnt out and this is not on brown bag this is the industry in general I was like mm. oh I'm so burnt out like why do they like what are they going to do to keep me around for the, for another 30 40 years and then I realized that they don't want to keep me around for another 30 40 years they want me to burn out and then they'll replace me with somebody younger and cheaper and I was like
0: there it is there it is <laughs>
2: It's, it's sinking in. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, but like a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine is also in the animation industry. Uh, I won't say his name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like kind of, he's, he's, he's the same age as me, so he's gonna be 35 in August. Uh, he's 35 this year, but, uh, he, um, yeah, like kind of, he's even looking to more different industries, like even like visual effects, uh, say like, or after effects and, or post-production of and movies and stuff, you know? Uh, and even considering like, you know, like He was like, I really like teaching people how to drive, you know, that could be something. And it's like, it's tough though. It's like, because I, I know he he had a period where he had, he was out of contract and wasn't working, you know. And I know that's always, it's like kind of like, it's like everybody tells you like, oh, come to animation, it's fun. But no one tells you how spotty uh, work is and how studios will kind of just go contract to contract and kind of, you know, season by season. And it's tough. It is tough. But at this age, it's it's, it's like you need more stability. People are taking mortgages and families and all that stuff. And it's just, it's not as feasible.
1: And um, that's what I'm terrified of now. Like this is the first time that I won't be like, I had a permanent contract with brown bag. Um, this is the first time I won't have that stability. Yeah. And like, I've never had to really job hop around before. And, um, mm. So uh, this will be interesting. <laughs> but you, you know, um, you,
2: you, you got it. You got it. You're foot in the door in in education, which is always going to be like yeah uh, something something in the background. Like you know, everybody says like oh it's it's not so good. There's something to fall back on. It is. Fuck that. You know. No, uh, I, I, I'm, I I'm really. They, in, I,
1: I'm really hoping that like it works out because I think long term that would be a very feasible um waited to Out it for you. go ahead with my career because like it leaves you with enough time to keep one foot in the industry and kind of you know go about freelancing in bits and pieces yeah um, mm. so you're not completely having to choose one or the other but this is the first time in my life that I've not had a plan and I'm just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens
0: it'll look
2: That's, it'll it'll, yeah. it'll be great it's good for you it'll it's be good grunt. for you to have a little bit of a yeah. uh, you know vagueness out there it's it's scary but it's good it's good because it shows you that you are capable you can persevere you know
1: (laughs) thank you for the for the pep talk (laughs) please please send your your emails of uh, support
0: (laughs) so let's talk silly nonsense media stuff and we all love art we all love drawing stuff uh brian you did animation illustration you draw a bunch of stuff kevin did animation illustration he's a tattoo artist Currently in Dublin Inc, uh, the Bag of Cats comedy show this Friday, February tenth in Dublin Inc. It's Fiver in. We have a bunch of comedians. Buy your tickets now. Come one, come all. Yep. Uh, and then I'm animation and like project management and software. And he said that really positively, like he's enthusiastic about it. <laughs> but we all we all love media and film and stuff. Uh, so the first question we usually lead with is: anybody see any good trailers this week? Any anything upcoming that you're interested in?
1: I mean, if if there's anything that I'm really excited for it's just next week's last of us <laughs> i know they, they show like it does that count as a trailer that like little 20 seconds what's Absolutely. coming up next
2: <laughs> i watched episode one i need to get on the i, I watched it free on youtube and uh, it was brilliant it was really really good i just don't have what's it what is it now tv, now now it on now TV?
1: yeah or it's on sky as well
2: sky yeah i used to i used to get a I, my friend gave me his dad sky and it was great then his dad inconsiderably uh, moved away and cancelled it. So you know, mm, bastard.
3: <laughs> rude.
2: Yeah, rude. I take, take that personally. I, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. No consideration. <laughs>
0: I literally watched episode three over breakfast with a cup of coffee here, and uh, I was a mess.
1: Oh, it was so good because I'm a I'm a huge fan of the games. Um, and I that was the first one where they kind of diverted a little bit but I think it was amazing I think it only added to it
0: who's
2: played the games here so obviously uh, Kirsten you've played it Brian's played it Aidan I have not played the The game the game is brilliant I only played the first one though I've not played the second one
1: the second one is really good too. I know it was kind of divisive I don't think it was as good as the first one but I still really liked it I was saying the second one I know the story was a little divisive Mm divisive yeah divisive um But I really, really liked it. Um, It wasn't quite as good as the first one. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And the the whole world of it was really interesting. And I heard, like, I don't know about you guys. I play on easier levels. Because I'm not, like, a great gamer. Oh, me too. Um, I heard that if you play on the hardest... Also,
2: don't want a challenge.
1: (laughs) I want to to sit back and not be angry. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) There was a bit... Uh, somebody was saying that if you play on the hardest level, I'm not sure what it's called. If it's I think I'm saying nightmare, but I think that that might be The Witcher <laughs> that I'm gonna get confused with. Um, if you play on the hardest level, if you open your inventory, like if you press start, um, because she's opening her bags, the clickers can hear you and they'll come and find you, so you can't even oh open up oh, your Jesus. inventory, which is crazy.
2: it's like stuff like that sounds fun but it's too intense for me it's too intense i could
1: watch i could watch better gamers play (laughs) yes yes,
3: i I don't even think it's it's the well for me anyway it's not even the intensity it's the it's too much chance for interruption to like kind of flow i'm in like i've been Mm. replaying Elden ring and i realize like i can lose to something over and over again and i don't give a shit if there's any sort of interruption, like if there's a delay in like input or something on the controller and what's happening on screen, I lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind losing <laughs> stuff again and again. Like I, I'll, I'll do the same section over and over and you won't hear a word out of me, but yeah. So, I mean, if, if I'm opening a bag and I can hear something, the immersion in that is great, but if that's going to kind of cause me to... Lose a lot. I'm not going to be tense about it so much as kind of just be thrown out of a a flow. And I yeah, don't know fair. If that's I don't know if that's a mode for me to play. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, thinking I sure. watched the first episode and I was thinking about the game. Like the story in the game and the sequel is fantastic, but it just it it wasn't fun. I don't think it was. I, I still think it was a great game. That
0: that the last of us episode three, the one that just aired, uh, I it took me a couple of days to actually because like I would start it and then go nope, immediately feels too real, too sad, too like emotional. I would turn it off and then just go, I'll I'll watch another ten minutes tomorrow. It does such a great job of showing a couple of people just living a life together and looking after one another. And uh, if you're not watching it, you really I you really should, and there's um, been
3: a backlash to it, which is just so. Of
0: course, there has.
3: Like, I I was just
2: going to ask. So this is what this is what I was going to ask. Right. So, Kirsten, you you said how uh, the second game was a bit divisive. Is that's because of all the usual dorks with their um, yep yeah just nonsense, yep. and in the latest episode of uh, uh, the, the Last of Us, Nick Offerman is obviously playing a gay man in a relationship and people have an issue with if that he, if that's he's true.
3: playing the same character from the first game that character is gay yeah <laughs> it's, and it's I, i've seen, seen a lot of people game. say
1: that i've seen a lot of people say that he wasn't and it's like ellie stole gay porn from him <laughs> that was a very yeah, it, it's famous it's, joke from that game yeah
3: but yeah, that, that's well, the yeah thing, well, that people get really they get really possessive about the things they kind of I, identify and relate to and then the second something kind of goes against it they they're just having this sort of really immature like that just the lack of kind of emotional intelligence because it was the same with like i won't spoil it in case aiden ever wants to play it even though he might know already but there's a character that people really relate to from the first game and something happens in the second game and i've i've seen people write pages and pages like trying to justify why that just wouldn't happen this character was smarter than that they would have had sense like that's that's where the story goes there there's there's reasons why they maybe let their guard down and something happened and i I kind of get it in the sense because they're related really strongly to that character and just not ready to let go of a character but then the way they react is just fucking
2: it's it's just bullshit but yeah yeah really kind of yeah it's just it's a, to be honest, I know, like, I'm, like, kind of, it's come up in the the, the podcast before and stuff, uh, but I just like, I we're we're gonna stop like eventually just giving these people any sort of platform to acknowledge. It's just it's getting boring at this stage that any sort of thing that has any sort of fandom is just resorts to, you know if it, if it's a black character if it's a gay character if it's two women together if it's two men together it's just like why why do people care like why did it why does it affect their appreciation of something so much like it's like oh, it's it's definitely kind of like it's like why do we give them a why do we give them any sort of platform when it's definitely a damn issue you know what I mean like there's yeah. not it's not, an, it's not it's not an actual issue in the world at all but they get they get kind of they get attention don't they
0: yeah yeah um yeah and and that's the fucking frustrating thing of this. Some idiot tweeted some nonsense and some media outlet will pick it up and go people are losing their minds it's like one ass hat in fucking somewhere it was annoyed that Nick Offerman wasn't as macho as he thought he was going to by by his weird definition of survivalist republican machoness like Nick Offerman's just going on twitter going shut up you dorks get over <laughs> it cop on you're, you're close minded fools um I'd like. It's funny. My, my brother was talking to me about this uh, production of Waiting for Godot that got cancelled. Did you see that story? Um, and this this is the thing. As he was talking to me, and I was talking to him, I was going, to, "Hold on, this is an obscure production of Waiting for Godot in the Netherlands. How do we know about this? Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Like, what? Who's trying to? They can't. It got cancelled last minute because it was it was being staged in a college, and someone found out or drew attention or. Raised an issue Over the fact that They only auditioned men For the play And It's like Just audition everybody First of all Is my take on it It doesn't hurt One way or another You might see a new take on it Whatever Ruth Negga Played Hamlet last year It was fucking class Or the year before Whatever Just cast people That are good for things But also Why are we talking about an obs- Like why Because the Irish Times Decided it was a fucking story And ran I'm it And started a Fucking media storm And it's like why are we even talking about this it's some little production somewhere Um, it sells outrage sells but also anyway it's part of a bigger The Last of Us was very good
1: yes
2: (laughs) part of a bigger conversation but The Last of Us was very good yeah I have to I really want to watch the rest of it I I thoroughly enjoyed that game Uh, I would maybe see it's a bank holiday weekend and to be honest I wish it was piss and rain so I could justify maybe downloading the second one and staying in and playing it
3: and giving you permission Thanks, Brian. So do it. Do it now.
2: <laughs> but no, like, you know, I really want to play the second one. The the, the 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 show looks amazing. I loved I loved the first episode, for sure. Looking forward to more.
1: How many episodes is it going to be? Nine. Nine in total. Nine, oh, okay. Disney and then they've, they've announced that they've greened at a second series, which I think means that they're adopting the second game. Okay. But okay. it's the same writers as the guy who did uh, Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Which, so cool. he's released another podcast the same way that he did with Chernobyl, where he's going through each episode one by one. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know they did a podcast on... So it's the writer at Chernobyl did a podcast? Yeah. How's that? <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't... just listen I to I that? Listen. <laughs> Should we put it on?
1: <laughs> Let's put it on, yeah. Um, I didn't listen to it, but my boyfriend did, and he right. was a massive fan of it. Like, he listened to the whole thing, thought okay. it was brilliant. He's now listening to the to it about The Last of Us, and they kind of talk about... The adaptation from the game, like the, the uh, director of the game, not a director, I think the creator of the game directed the second episode okay. um, and it was his first time ever directing live action anything, which I thought oh, was wait. very, very okay. impressive that, <laughs> that he directed an episode like that. But you could see all the similar shots from the game cinematics and some from gameplay, which I thought was really interesting i've never seen that in live action before and i was like this looks so strange <laughs> like this as, as somebody who's very familiar with games um it was kind of very familiar but i was like i wonder how people who've never played anything kind of see this or is it just they don't they wouldn't even notice it
0: yeah interesting yeah yeah that's curious we, we did talk briefly about those sort of cinematic moments like it's it's the moment where Ellie goes from the interior to the exterior, and the camera sort of comes tight on her, and it comes open, and there's a like a fade from the light here, yeah. and um, it makes a lovely more sense nod.
3: if it's the director of the game, the video game, yeah, little touches, and yeah. that that's because yeah, kind of, last week we were saying that's I thought it was strange that somebody would choose to to do that, but it makes more sense, I guess, if it was the director of the game, kind of making a nod to the the game's language. That's that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think my take on it is: I, I these are, um, these are, these are shots or techniques of necessity. You know, you're you're preloading the next space, and um, as a nod to a different medium, they're lovely. But I don't want a lot of them. Yeah, I, I yeah. You don't want a shot by shot remake weird.
1: like that. Wouldn't make any sense.
0: That's it exactly I wonder I mean the guy they do so much motion capture stuff now, I wonder if he like like he didn't direct live action television or he directing mocap sequences yeah. he he's so a very so strong that.
3: writer as well though I think like he i think he wrote he wrote for the first episode as well, I think, and like I was surprised watching the the first episode how much how close it sticks to the events, yeah of the opening of the game. It just kind of fleshes them out a bit more. But um yeah, I think he, I think he's a good writer and I think it shows as well in the second game. That's kind of what I was saying about it. That like the the story for the second game is fantastic and his I don't know if you know he was saying like his kind of inspiration for kind of thematically for the second game was I think he was talking about kind of like Israel and Palestine and just how revenge for revenge's sake, just how it's it's not going to resolve anything it's just it's it harms the the person trying to enact it as much as the the person they're they're kind of aiming and there's there's a kind of a visual metaphor at the very end of the game that sums that up beautifully it's really really nice really kind of subtle very simple um so i really did enjoy the like the the story of the game but i found playing it was almost kind of relentlessly oppressive in like in people People, are, especially Naughty Dog games they talk about them like the, the kind of dissonance between you know you're playing this wisecracking you know treasure hunter but in the course of an hour playing the game you'll murder about 50 people you'll be literally snapping necks <laughs> but you know you're cracking jokes and stuff and there's, there's obviously there's a, there's a dissonance there but at the same time it never really kind of steps in the way of of the game and but uncharted feels like it's in a much more heightened space it always just feels it, it feels kind of cartoony i guess but like the the second game the last of us 2 especially is just so grounded in reality so when ellie is like stabbing somebody in the neck with like a little pocket knife and you're doing that multiple times over the course of a game pass, it's it's like, this is <laughs> this is <laughs> i'm I'm not a good person (laughs) and it's just you're doing what you need to do Brian the murder is too real like it it kind of felt and not not in the way that I was like kind of it was was just I, I just found myself not enjoying it the same way that I kind of enjoyed the first one that was a bit more of a a bit more distance between me and the character I felt in the first game. As brutal as like even actually watching the the pilot when when Joel's daughter dies, and I remembered playing the that opening scene in the game. And mm. I just remember like talk, when the game came out, and then talking to everybody who played it, you know, a couple of days later, and just all of us saying like we needed a break after after the opening scene because you're playing as the daughter, you're walking around the house at night time you're just doing like little bits and pieces, and then for her to die the way she dies, everybody I knew at the time was just like, okay, and I'm taking a break now. (laughs) I'm going to have a little cry. (laughs) And the show brought that back really kind of strongly. It's just so tragic. But even then in the, in the rest of the course of that game, I felt there was a distance between me and the character, but in the second game, it was just, I, I found myself kind of almost hesitating to play it because I was just like, here we go. (laughs) gonna Got a few folks in the neck and, they is do. yeah. Is there going to but be great. a
2: third video game?
1: I don't think that they've announced anything. Um,
3: they haven't yet. Yeah.
1: I think the world is definitely open to more of it. Like, I think that they could if they wanted yeah. to.
2: <laughs> the way the game second game ended, it didn't end kind of definitively. They whatever. they could I, carry I, it on, but yeah. I don't know
1: if they're, if they're yeah. now like the story is just is just finished
2: and uh, would the uh, how many seasons do you think we're going to get of a show two seasons is it going to kind of just go like uh, like one season per game do you think do you think it's, they're going to try and like start going off and their own uh, you know their own their own kind of written stuff uh, d- it,
1: depend- <laughs> it depends on how much but money a- it makes and on what executives say they'll just be like yeah. I don't give a shit if there's no more games write more shit um, well this
2: is it isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: it could just go. It kind of depends on on what happens. Like, I hope not, because honestly, like, I think that when that starts to happen, and then it's about just churning out content for the sake of content.
3: Yeah, that's when it. That's yeah, when it I really don't want to see it become deal. a a Walking Dead. Oh yeah. God, no! <laughs> like,
1: no.
3: They're, they're bringing no. <laughs> they're bringing fucking Andrew Lincoln back. He's coming back. He left the show, and he's coming back for like a spin off Is
1: that still like, going? I, thought that the walk- I
3: only yeah. heard it. I only heard it a week or two ago that, that they
0: they they ended the Walking Dead, but they're bringing Daryl to Europe or something. Like he's How did going he get to 30? like hunt zombies. Oh no! But the, on they, a they're motorbike. bringing
3: Andrew Lincoln back for another show as well. apparently.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, look, kind of they're going to try and capitalise on that stuff. Andrew Lincoln is what outside of teachers, what else has he done? You know, uh, love, actually.
1: love actually. Love
2: <laughs> actually. Oh, he did love actually. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love. He's the creep actually. who was filming
0: his friend's wife.
2: Yeah, he, he's the guy who was who was courting a 16-year-old Keira Knightley, wasn't it?
0: wasn't courting, he was just filming her surreptitiously during a wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah, nothing weird there. Uh, we may have to distance
2: ourselves from Aiden. Kirsten, you are the new third member of the Endless Dream. Yes. Thank you for joining us. I'm oh, now the first edition of the new Endless Dream. Uh, Aiden, don't be a creep. Don't do it to us. But, uh...
1: I always wonder what would happen if the husband had answered the door.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there with a bunch of sheets of paper and a and a boombox going, can you send your wife out here? <laughs> can,
1: can you go back upstairs and pretend you didn't see me? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, you're a 16-year-old wife. No reason. Yeah, or he just knows that, like, like he never answers the door. Yeah. He's too lazy yeah. to... Is that, is that something in his character we didn't realise? But, uh, so, um, so, Andrew Lincoln, yeah. So, Teachers is very
2: good. What's his name? It is Andrew Lincoln. What's his name? It is Andrew Lincoln, yeah. yeah. I never it watched the Teachers. That's strange
0: look, a long time ago. But
2: uh, Teachers, very very good show. I was, it was hilarious back in the day. Uh, I remember asking one of my one of my teachers at the time in secondary school, "Did she watch Teachers?" And she was horrified that I watched it. But it was just like it was a good show. It was fun. But uh, yeah, so he's going to do a spin-off to The Walking Dead. Because, but but did it, so? His character obviously didn't die in The Walking Dead, or maybe it did? Is this a prequel sequel? I, I don't know. I
3: I just assumed he died, but. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's him lying in oh. the hospital for a few weeks before he wakes up. And just what happens? <laughs> He's yeah, lying yeah. on a gurney for two weeks.
0: Just listening to things happening outside.
2: <laughs> his, his his decent podcast. His his wife and what was the um John Bertel's character? Shane, I Shane. think it was called. John Byrne Yeah, just yeah. them talking over his comatose body. <laughs> cheating on him. Uh, that's what
0: they did, didn't it? They they had it, they were cheating. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They thought he was dead to be fair though. Yeah, right? He uh, I can't remember. Pat. Yeah, but how long
1: did they think he was dead?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Ch- and John Berntall didn't see him die.
2: I have a five minute rule. If Emer looks like she's dead for five minutes, I'm out of there.
3: I've moved on. <laughs> My headphones took a lovely time to fall off. I don't know what I'm... <laughs> I was. Oh she was on.
2: just out out. she was sleeping. My bad. My bad. <laughs> But um, uh, but yeah, let's not get too caught up in the Walking Dead and talk about other dead people. Peter Falk as Columbo,
3: <laughs> master of the Segway.
2: <laughs> I oddly had that prepared. It just it just worked worked <laughs> way naturally into the conversation. But uh, Columbo, Kirsten, you're a big fan. You've you've been watching. Have you watched all of it?
1: Have you watched? No. Uh, so so go on. Um, tell us. I don't know how we started watching it. My boyfriend bought the box set of the whole Columbo series on, he was like, because it's hard to find. It's not on any streaming service. They're not free on YouTube. They're, they're quite difficult to find. So he was like, fuck it, we'll buy the DVDs, go old school. Play them on the
2: ps4 i bought the for my mother in H and i'd say about 10 years ago the entire box out. and it's a huge thing is it it's is it really, the, the really... big
1: the big like blocky thing and when you open it we were like why is it so cheap and then we open it and like it's really hard to get the discs out like they're organized in a really <sighs> awkward way and we were like oh okay they've scrimped on the packaging that's <laughs> why this is so cheap and each disc is only like two episodes <laughs> so, so you have to change them pretty constantly um, but I won't complain too much about the DVDs. So we started watching it, oh, I would say only about just after Christmas. Um, I think he had shown me the shot from the first episode directed by Steven Spielberg, the really long shot where it like zooms all the way out from the road into the office. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, I knew almost nothing about Columbo. Um, I didn't know any of the catchphrases I didn't know anything I, I knew it was a detective show I knew what Peter Falk looked like um but I didn't know anything about it uh I have massive cultural blind spots <laughs> I'm not sure why but this is just how I've lived my life is just I'm very unaware of very very famous things so Columbo was one of them um so we've been watching them chronologically from season one uh so we watched the first season that aired and then at the end of the first season on that DVD box set there's the TV movies that were kind of before the actual series itself started and then we're about like halfway through season two so I have in no way seen them all but I'm thoroughly enjoying them and then I did some fan art a couple of weeks ago that people really liked and now I see more, I don't know if people have always been talking this much about Columbo or if I'm just noticing it now
0: (laughs) i think there's probably a degree of just noticing it too like Columbo is one of those things like murder she wrote or well i mean i was going to say quincy but like there's a bunch of th- a diagnosis murder just mid-afternoon television stalwarts that your your parents would have on yeah you know it would either be a utv on a saturday afternoon or a sunday you yeah. know that like there'd be a poirot or a a, a Columbo on or something you know and and I always think UTV is a fun example because they took a break every fifteen minutes, so like an hour and a half of Columbo would last three hours, because it was just on all. F- it was just it would just fill your day.
1: <laughs> a friend of mine calls them uh, cozy murders.
0: Lovely, yeah. that is yeah, sweet. That, that's it exactly. Yeah. Um, but like uh, get, like the Columbo one ran for so long. Like I looked at the first one, like. You, but the first one's 1968, and he played it until, what, like 2003 or something? Like, he forever that man played this character. And there was a while there when, I mean, maybe it was off the back of Seven. Somebody said Mark Ruffalo could play Columbo. Michael Sheen Zodiac. was talking about it for a while. Zodiac. What did I say? You said Seven. 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 Play, play the tape back there, Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like when he was when uh, when Zodiac was out, people were saying Mark Ruffalo could play Columbo. Too uh, handsome. Michael Sheen had a bit where he pitched like Columbo. Thanks, handsome. Like he, Columbo's handsome. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. absolutely.
0: I think Mark Ruffalo is, especially of that era, you too know? handsome like... and ripped for it. Don't. <laughs> That's the Hulk. I am. Um... I mean, I don't think we ever see Peter Falk with his shirt off, right? I don't even think you see him without the jacket pad. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I mean, that, that guy's. I, I, I never checked that. He's of that sort of generation. Did he. World War II? Was that on his to do? Like so many of those actors and filmmakers of that yeah, era. I think he was, he was served in, in some way.
1: The Navy, but he, because of his eye, he couldn't be of full yeah. service, so he was a mess cook. Um, okay. Which is why he has his cookbook later on cooking with Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: why he spent so long cooking in the first episode. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. He was making his eggs, and I yeah, was like, yeah, I exactly. "Take notes of this, <laughs> you know." But, uh, so that first episode that we watched uh, was called what was that called?
1: Murder by the book.
2: Murder by the book was it? Yes, and that uh, was that. That's not the episode that was directed by Spielberg, is it?
1: Yeah, it is twenty-three oh, it? Okay. or twenty-four-year-old Spielberg directed that.
2: Nuts, no, nuts. Okay, insane. Uh, yes, so I watched because I, w- I wasn't able to watch all the episodes. I watched Murder by the Book
3: and. Neither was I because because Aiden's a ding dong. That was me. Sorry, but last night trying to get in. Oh, to the drive. At
0: four in the morning, trying to log into the drive. It wasn't
3: four. It was like half three.
0: And I'm I'm. I downloaded them, put them on Drive, and said, "Here, these are a week ago." And I
3: watched them in my convenience, which for me is four a.m. Uh-huh. last night, and I couldn't get in, so I had to download them myself. Okay.
0: And I got a Google, I got a Google prompt going. Is this you trying to get in? That I saw at seven in the morning. I hope
3: I, I was so tempted to hit the button saying, "Please ring, ring my phone to let me in." I was like, "Can I, I do that t- now? Am I might do yeah. it?" But I um
0: so like well let's talk to our guest about colombo rather than (laughs) hating each other um (laughs) so these are four you recommended what why were these the four you picked so
1: these ones are my favorites so far um and it's unfortunate actually because we watched an episode two nights ago that would also have made the list um from season two but i thought no, it's too late and like there's too many good ones to choose from like i'm I'm sticking with my choices Mm. i'm happy enough um especially episode four uh suitable for framing which i refer to as the art one um right. the reveal so. at the end of that one is just so good like, <laughs> it's one of those ones that well, he takes us. yeah yeah so, like that that was the one That's that so made funny. me actually gasp out loud when we were watching it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's ca- classic colombo uh, as well though
0: which is what i love about it yeah. oh he's brilliant oh the even the way it then chose to end on a still, yeah. you know, like, like they took a picture above of him, like, yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. But- uh,
1: so the murderer in suitable for framing was Peter Fox, um, acting coach, not coach. What's the thing when you're in a summer camp counselor, like an acting ca- camp counselor when right. he was a kid, when he was about nine? No way, yeah,
0: there's a little- that's mental. That's insane! It, it looks like they're looks, piece of trivia. Yeah, that's poor. Like, it was. It, I I love the f- like the. F- I think it's so funny the fashion of the era as well, and like the the like. I there's an episode with Leslie Nielsen, and I don't know what age Leslie Nielsen is at that point, but he's there with old. with his girlfriend, old. and there's this the, the young vibe where he's like he's just. In a double-breasted suit jacket, like running across a field, like it's it's so funny. The but uh, stuff. I, I love like,
2: we're, we're I love at the start of that episode where like uh, there uh, some guys talking to um, a woman in it, and they're talking about Leslie Neeson's character, you know, and they're saying like, oh, you know, he wouldn't be interested in you. He's the you know, he's the man about town. He's like he's you know, kind of like. Bachelor number one or whatever, and then it cuts to who to talk about. And it's Leslie Neeson, he's an old man, he has grey hair, you know, like he's 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 he's, he's probably in the seventies he's probably really woman, you know. But but they're kinda of just like, you know, he's he has to pick up any woman. Why would he choose you, you know? But uh it's it's hilarious. I do love the old uh the old uh seventies misogyny. You can't beat it.
1: I do love. I think that that's probably why I picked that episode, the Lady in Waiting episode, not for the misogyny, for the, no, <laughs> for the fashion. No, I'm joking. It's not very misogynistic. <laughs> no. um, I absolutely love the episodes where there's a lady murder um, because okay, I just love okay, the outfits they wear because yeah. <laughs> they're always fair. just like yeah, so fair. egotistical. So they dress <laughs> amazingly. Yeah,
2: I do. I do like how it's oh, all okay. very. Uh, for the most part, because Aidan and I were talking to somebody we know yesterday. Uh, shout out to Billy, but uh, we were we were uh, and Ben, but uh, we were talking to the lads, and uh, uh, Billy was kind of saying how he's always it's always high society, you know. Yeah, Colombo's always investigating the upper echelon of of those type of circles, you know. Uh, yeah. It's great stuff. Oh, I
1: said that. Ex- I said that exact thing. We went for a walk uh, a few days ago through Fox Rock, like up Torquay Road, that really fancy road in Fox Rock, with the big houses. And I kind of mm-hmm. said to mm-hmm. my boyfriend, like, "This is a perfect place for Columbo to solve a murder up here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's yeah. Those types brilliant. of houses. You can see them coming up to us.
3: Yeah, the
0: athlete Yeah, he he needs to be underestimated by the hoi polloi, Yeah, you know, like yeah. The, the,
3: i I I like love you it. Guys I love it. Recognize. Killer from the first episode. I'm curious.
2: Uh, Ken. No, Ken. What would I know. What his name is. Uh,
3: yeah, Ken. Did you recognize him though? No, I don't. I don't recognize him. No. Okay. Um, Why? Just speaking of classic 60s and 70s misogyny, he's the guy from the Iger sanction. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I don't know if,
0: if you're aware of the Clint Eastwood movie, The Iger Sanction. Um, it's wild. It's, don't.
3: It's, it's, we won't yeah. get into so it. Racist. It's so racist. It's fucking shocking. It's crazy. It's
0: Just, yeah. Racist, yeah. You could, You could put on the first 10 minutes homophobic. and you would want to turn it off pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah. Somebody put yeah. together uh,
3: <laughs> some of the worst like offences from that film. If you were curious, you can look. But I think there was an episode here where we were talking about it because Aiden was mixing up the name of it would be I, I, I did else. it.
0: Or, the Chris yeah. file and the Iger sanction. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I,
3: I said, let's pause for a second. You go watch this scene and come back, and we can just. And <laughs> both your reactions were just like, fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, yep, that's a. It's uh, grim. The, it's yeah.
0: The, there, there, there was a period. There's a, I guess there's a 60s, 70s period where there's like, it's still. Like there's the new wave cinema happening, like your Easy Riders and the Raging Bulls and Scorsese and and that group coming in. But there's the established cinema like people that are really pushing back, the conservatives pushing back against any of this new shit. Like there's that scene in the James Bond movie where, you know, he's he hears something that he goes, Oh, that's like trying to listen or that that would be like listening to the Beatles without having your earplugs to hand, you know? Like it's James Bond going, The Beatles are awful awful young people music you know there's there's a number of these things where and that's what that eastwood movie is as well it's like really conservative like fuck the it's beyond some of the stuff yeah is, it's, it's, it's f- live f- movement it's it just awful. it's
2: abuse and it's racist and criminal. it's wild Nic- yeah it's criminal yeah uh, Chris criminal like stuff. what the hell are these guys talking about let's move on <laughs> uh, but <laughs> i do like i do like in the first episode of colombo how the crime author is like he talks down to like oh you haven't got it yet you know it's like dude you've committed the (laughs) the murder and you're like you're feeding like it's like you know it'd be a terrible terrible uh, how would you say a terrible terrible approach to you know trying to claim your innocence in a murder situation by just implanting yourself into every section of it you know but uh, yeah I love how he's like uh, oh you don't get it and he's trying to explain everything to Columbo I love it I love how Columbo spends the entire episode just frustrating people (laughs) it's great (laughs) He does the entire yeah, Peter Falk used people. to.
1: Um. People, Peter Falk used to ad lib in some lines where he would be like, "Oh, do you have a pencil?" Or like he'd say, "You know, ask a random question," or like, kind of forget something or talk about his wife, and that was on purpose to frustrate the other actor to get more of like yeah, that yeah. frustrated reaction out of them.
0: Oh, uh, so good, so good. Oh, he was he was intentionally screwing up the script or going off track yeah. or, that's mad I'd yeah. I, I love him I really do I know how have you found like how have you found the character developing as you've watched it because I have a I have a pretty imprinted image in my head of what Columbo is but it's from the later era yeah. ones. but you're watching from the start how have you found him in developing I I love him
1: <laughs> I think that like from episode one he had Falk had pretty much like figured out what the character was and who he was and mm. they had actually said to the script writers um the creators had said to each script writer, like, don't try and write the character for him. He is that character. So, like, just let okay. him do it. Um, mm. So that's where I guess he was allowed to ad-lib and kind of add in a lot of his own stuff. Um, like, the clothes that Columbo wears are Peter Fox clothes, like, that didn't come from, from any costume <laughs> that's department. That's so funny. Um,
2: He's I kind know, of like, it is just him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, when
1: they originally wrote the character, they had... Um, They wanted Bing Crosby to play Columbo originally, and they had him much more of like a smooth-talking, cultured, kind of high-class society kind of guy. And then when Peter Falk walked in and kind of gave his own rendition of what the character would be like, they were like, "Oh no, it should be this." And then it was a massive this.
2: Brilliant.
3: But like you definitely noticed it.
1: Yeah. Um, you definitely notice that so whenever he's interacting with characters who always comment that he doesn't look like a policeman or he doesn't look like a detective and they're always like getting it wrong who he is. Like even other mm. cops and stuff, they're they're of always course, like, oh, you yeah. can't be here. And he's like, no, no, I'm the, mm. <laughs> the lieutenant. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, um, but I definitely noticed it. Sorry, In the TV movie, one of the original ones that came before the show, um, there's a scene where Peter Fox shouts at somebody. And he's quite angry, and like that was the only time that I've seen him kind of not be Columbo. And I was like, "Whoa, who is this? <laughs> What's going on here?" Um, I was going to mention that. Eventually. I watched
0: that one as well. It's so threatening. Yeah, he, he literally—he's like—he's yelling at her as she's standing nervously at a distance, going, "You're the weak link. I'm going to get you. I, every time you open your door, there's going to be police tailing you. Every time the other, I will hound you until I find a way to prove you were involved." Like. It's so un Columbo.
1: Yeah, because like Columbo's too. He doesn't need to be aggressive to catch somebody. He's smart enough. <laughs> so that's kind and, of. Uh, I, I made me very very uncomfortable that scene. I didn't like it at all.
2: Yeah, Aiden <laughs> did actually say it to me that he watched it and it was really out of character, and really strange. But uh, what had Peter Falk done Way before this? That mad. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Dad, man. (laughs) But uh, did he have? Was he was he established as a kind of was he an acclaimed actor before he got
1: the role of Columbo?
2: I don't know. I don't know anything about Peter Falk. Yeah, he had been in
1: he had been in a number of films. um, (laughs) Okay, I can't I can't name them off the top of my head. I did not write them down for some reason. (laughs) No fair. Um, but yeah, he had been in a number of films, and he was in a number of films after this. Like his whole career was not just Columbo. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt like an idiot when I realized that like four episodes into when we were watching it when i realized that he's the granddad in the princess bride i was like oh holy shit yes oh
2: yes yeah i'm sure I, i'm sure i knew he was in that yeah but i forgot <laughs> yeah 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 um, t- and
0: that's okay. a, that's a great performance as well he's such a lovely like just, yeah he's great in the princess bride yeah He's, um, just Columbo, I, he's just Columbo. He's just old I, Columbo. He is. Yeah, he's always going to be a uh, great
2: name for a dog. If you ever got a dog, Columbo.
1: Yes, that's true. His dog yeah. is never got a name. I think it's just no. a beautiful dog.
0: He is. Is it a basset hound? He had or something. Yeah. 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 Are you aware that? Um, colombo's wife got her own show
1: yes i have not seen it but i've listened to some some colombo podcasts to talk about it extremely unfair unfavorably and they seem to absolutely think it's a crime against god uh but their 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 ramblings kind of sound a little the the ramblings of the people i've heard complaining about it 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 tends to very quickly sound very misogynistic but i haven't seen it so maybe it's just a bad show and that's just it
2: people people do get upset when women do things that's
1: true. You know, people <laughs> do usual get upset.
2: sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women, if you're listening, don't be doing things. Don't be upsetting those <laughs> usual dorks. Reframe yourselves. But you're um, always
3: going to cut that up and take it out of context.
2: <laughs> yeah, someone's going to chop it is. up. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I was going to say um, so. But but it's so because like in the show, you never actually meet his wife.
1: No. Do you? You never learn his first name. No. You never see his wife. Uh. The dog never gets named.
2: Okay, interesting, interesting approaches to That's kind of keeping this guy super vague and aloof. The TV show about his wife. Who's what, what, what era was that in? What decade was that in? Was
0: it? I think it's late seventies. Oh, okay, ah, okay. I could be wrong. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It's, it's just it's, Mrs. Columbo. Uh, Captain Janeway Mulgrew, but it's Captain Janeway from Star Trek. Mulgrew, yeah. Kate Mulgrew, yeah, is Mrs. And did was Columbo ever in it?
1: No, I think that. Uh, so Peter Falk didn't agree with it he thought that it was a terrible idea and the creators of Columbo thought it was a terrible idea Um, so everyone was kind of against it and I think that the impression this is us talking about it without any of us ever having seen it but um, Mm. I think that the impression was that either Columbo had died or they had gotten divorced
2: Uh, yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Nobody likes that. Maybe um, that's why it's so unpopular.
2: Yeah, like yeah. kind of I guess like, you know, like kind of to just if Daddy would keep a healthy
3: relationship. <laughs> well, I think he's always talking about his wife.
2: You get the impression I just said, Dad, his
3: wife. You added the why, just to be clear. Yeah, I did. It a big difference. <laughs>
0: um I had I guess I had I had this idea of him kind of bumbling his way through these uh these mysteries. But watching them back now I'm kind of surprised that, like, oh, he kind of like you can see it in him. He's on to these people pretty quickly, you know. Uh, am I am I nuts on that? I think he like- gets a oh, bit yeah, more he- bumbly as he gets
2: older, though. No, but I guess it becomes a bit more of a show, obviously, because he leads into the character more. But he's definitely more like he, haphazard or crazy, whatever. He he he, you know, as as certainly the '90s stuff that I watched growing up, he was he would was far more frustrated for people. Yeah, I but think I don't that he.
1: I think when, as soon as he meets them, he knows. Like there's something, there's yeah. always something a little off about them, and he just then he has to just find out how to do it. Um, like there's a bit in an episode in season two called Double Shock, where the nephew of the guy uh, who gets murdered, he kind of fits all the description of like we found a footprint and it's flat-footed or whatever. And he's like, I noticed that you are, can you take off your shoe, blah, blah, blah. And he's like trying to kind of catch him out. And then his twin brother comes in and they're identical twins. And that's the first time I've ever seen Columbo look a bit like, oh, shit, it might not be what I thought.
0: Because <laughs> oh, I, I am thinking of him in comparison to like Benoit Blanc now from like Knives Out where, you know, he's sort of bumbling his way. And then towards the end, we realize like he spotted that little bit of blood on her shoe moment yeah. one. And it was, uh, it was all about like okay, let's look at the rest of it. I know what the crack is here, you know. Um, the the well, lady like in some waiting of them episode when was it's
1: oh sorry go on
0: that's the lag again go on
1: no no go on <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was going to say the lady in waiting episode um, is funny because like a jury basically clears her. Yeah. And he just keeps showing up at her house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd wonder if it would be like police harassment suit against him. Did you spot the famous face in that um, jury scene?
0: No, I didn't. Who was that? You know
1: the woman who leans over to Colombo and says something about horoscopes? Yeah. That's That's um, Marcia Wallace who voices Mrs. Krabappel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do I'm, like, I'm going to googling marcy wallace now um that's I don't know. like kev was saying he's he's lo- looking out for the there's an episode with billy Connolly in it
1: yeah and there's an episode that i'm really really looking for there's an episode i'm really looking forward to with johnny cash in it
2: uh, i've seen it it's very good
0: <laughs> yeah because you're you're a big western country fan as well aren't you
1: yeah i love especially johnny cash i love
0: I thought you were talking to Kevin there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's, that, that's both of you, right? Oh, right. You, you both played Red Dead. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Yes, I was going to mention Red Dead earlier, but I thought that's uh, what I was going to mention was a pretty huge spoiler. So I was like, if anybody hasn't played it, it's <laughs> a pretty bad. It's one. been
0: out for it's been out for a couple of years, right? I th- it's been out for a that's long true. time. Yeah, I think you're you're wel- you're welcome to spoil it.
1: Um, did you hear about the uh, Colombo Romania thing? No. no okay so this is great this <laughs> so in, we've brought an authority in 1974 um when there was a, a gap between seasons of Columbo, um in romania they were such huge fans of colombo that um basically in romania at the time there was only a quota of how many american shows could be shown so because there was only 10 hour-long episodes in a season of colombo the people were convinced that the government were hiding episodes of Colombo from them. (laughs) So they started uh, protesting and rioting. So the Romanian government (laughs) had to get Peter Falk to tell the people that there was more episodes coming. (laughs) Oh my God, that is brilliant. So they got him to do a speech spelled out phonetically in Romanian that they could like deliver to them. And they said to him like, Colombo is Romania's is Elvis Presley, <laughs> so like this is a huge deal. <laughs> wow. That's so fucking funny, That's excellent.
0: Can you imagine walking out, like going to work next like, day? Do you know in uh in Romania? I'm <laughs> I'm huge in Romania. Yeah, because
1: there was there was a big kind of um talk about like that it wasn't true. Uh people were like, Oh no, that sounds made up, but Peter Falk told that story on Letterman and it's in his autobiography as well.
3: <laughs> I was just saying, that—that like, that, it that sounds like the, the kind is? of thing that you'd hear in The Simpsons. Like, I, I, I kind of, <laughs> kind of, like, what, what's the, what, what's the only other kind of equivalent TV show character where the government would have to get the character actor in to keep the people from fucking uprising? <laughs> yeah, mental.
1: No, the um, the statue is in Hungary. Because he's Hungary. of okay. he's of Hungarian descent, Falk and I think Hungarian. there's some sort of connection there to the 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 street that it's on. The guy it's named after is one of his distant relatives. Oh,
0: cool! I kind of want to go to that statue. <laughs> like I, I've seen Joe Dolan in Mullingar. Now I need to see Peter Falk in Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you want to see? Any sort of reboot, revival movie, TV show, comic—would you want to see Columbo revisited, or is it just so intrinsically Peter Falk that, like, let's leave it be? Yeah,
1: i i wouldn't I wouldn't want to see it redone. Like, i I love the vibe that it has—the seventies look that it has to it. Like, I think a modern adaptation—I don't think, but like for me, it wouldn't work. I wouldn't be seeking it out or or wanting it to be done. Um, I would hate to see any sort of like modern technology being brought into it as well. Because, like, <laughs> uh, my boyfriend always says that it's just impossible to murder people these days. Because, like, you just, with DNA, with technology, like, you get caught. There's no way of doing it without being caught. Mm. So I Especially think. Especially
0: if it's high society.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when I see think Jeffrey th- Epstein. part of the charm of this is just that all he has is like fingerprints and coincidences Um, there is no Mm. DNA he's he's never looking for like a hair or a skin flake or anything like that that you could catch somebody with it's always the autopsy and fingerprints
0: yeah there's an episode with um, a detective agency where the guy who runs the agency kills a client or something and that gets a sort of forensic as you can get like they're looking for a, a contact lens that was on the body as a piece of evidence that connects him to her and even then yeah, the, there's the this weird lens. moment where it's like yeah they find the contact lens and they use it and he, the guy tries to dispose of it before anyone could find it Yeah, and at the end of it they reveal that wasn't her lens like yeah, she never lost a contact lens it. it was just a yeah it's just a complete coincidence oh he planted it
1: yeah, he planted. I misinterpreted it. He it. Got his, he got his um, car put into the shop because he put like a potato into the uh, engine exhaust pipe. And uh, I figured yeah, that I, think I was too naive. Day, I didn't realize he like... planted the lens. <laughs> That's illegal. But it was the fact that he went and <laughs> the fact that he went and looked for it was what caught him. But yeah, like a modern adaptation, you'd have to get around all of that stuff where people are much more aware of like what is and isn't illegal.
0: Yeah. That's, I'm I'm kind of aghast. I didn't really connect the idea that, because he the way he he does tell this story that sort of like, sort of. Sort of like I don't know. It's like, you know, if somebody were to stick a potato in that tailpipe, it would mean the car would break down, and you'd have to bring it to wherever. And I was like, okay, well, he definitely did that, but I didn't draw the connection to he also planted a contact lens for the guy to find. I'm too innocent. Doesn't
3: it. Frost do that like towards the end of? The show is run I think. Uh, or I maybe, maybe he did it more than one. I, I saw an episode fucking years ago of Oh, Frost. Touch of Frost, I saw sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Touch of Frost. Does anybody... I assume people have seen at least an episode. No? Yeah, of course.
2: I, yeah? I grew up in a Touch of Frost, Inspector Morse, Midsommar murders, you know, all of yeah. them. Being Doesn't he, he do that?
3: I, I think it's like towards the end of one of the seasons, or I'm not sure where he... He plants a receipt to try place somebody at the scene um, but pretty much everybody knows that like that he he's planted it but he it's kind of I think it, I think it's maybe towards the end of like the the show's run because he's finally kind of crossed the line you know he's kind of he's broken the law himself to catch someone. In a kind of a mm. maybe I'm completely misremembering, but maybe <laughs> Has anybody seen I that? Th- I of, think but, it, no,
2: I, I have not. But I think in the Colombo sense of things, it's more like kind of it's not the falsy, like uh, incriminate. It's more to the cash them out, you know, that kind of way. It's like a clever little ruse to cash them out. But I do, I really enjoy the format of uh, Colombo in the sense of seeing the killer. Kill the person at the start, seeing all the 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 things that they go to, the extent they go to to cover it all up, and then kind of just seeing uh, like Colombo unravel the stuff, being the information being introduced to him, and all the kind of stuff. I like I like that take on it the way like we know who the killer is. Colombo's the only person who like you know essentially who doesn't, but obviously
0: you know he catches on fairly quickly. But uh, but I like that. I like that kind of structure. It's different. Well, at least in the first few that we've been watching, um, the first half hour almost is just a showcase for whoever the guest actor is that week
2: yeah fair much fair, pretty much yeah yeah he's like the biggest character but like also doesn't get introduced into any episode for ages into it
0: that that first one he doesn't show up for like the first half hour am I wrong on that he, yeah, he sort of shows to, yeah. up at the water fountain outside
2: that clicking on the typewriter
0: <laughs> That was a long scene. <laughs> <laughs> click,
2: click, 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 click. click. Like, okay, <laughs> I was like, I like, is this sound wrong? <laughs> like, is this file
0: bogus? This is to be background music, but nope. Uh, it's a great scene, but this no music. Just they click, are tr- like click, click, the directors click, are trying click, things in those shows as well. At least the ones I'm watching as well. Like, there's some interesting, like, special effect swings. Is there is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? I guess on on, on Columbo. On the direction, the art style, the world, the actors, the performance—your your your love of detective mysteries.
1: <laughs> no, I think I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it. Um, I enjoy every episode, even the not as strong ones. I still really enjoy them. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but do you see yourself kind of tapping maybe? out at any point? I hope not. We're trying really hard not to get burnt out on it like we're trying not to watch it like every day or every evening and maybe have a few days gap in between um because the worst thing I could imagine is being sick of (laughs) Colombo. but um
0: with that then let's start to draw an end to this um and using my words carefully one of the things I will add is if you're listening to this if you like Colombo and like art uh Peter Falk Drew a lot and painted a lot, and there's some lovely stuff to go and look at. Like, his art is it, it's just a, like I I can't remember how long ago I found that, but it's not that long ago. And it's just like this other dimension to this guy that I already loved. Like, his drawing, his self portraits as Columbo, as well, are so uh, they're just characterful. I wonder if he like was doing that before he even played the role, you know, to help find the character, you know.
1: It makes me sad though. In the whenever you put in a new DVD from this box set, um, the cover image is elderly Peter Falk, and it just makes me sad every time I see him. I'm like, oh no, old Columbo. <laughs> it just reminds yeah. me of um i read a thing about like when he was had, was suffering from dementia at the end of his life and they showed him oh. like a picture of him as colombo he couldn't remember it and that just makes me so sad
2: oh my god jesus what a note the end of podcasts <laughs>
3: oh <my> god, that's <laughs> heartbreaking. no that's perfect <laughs>